Retro Reviews and Discussion Podcast. I am your host, Norman Sanzo, and joining me today is Silverquill. Who are you people? Uh, we're your friends. What? I've heard no such things. Lies and slander! I know, man. Oh, man. Like, I uh, remember last week when you came by and said you wanted to borrow sugar. Huh? Joke's on you. I'm practicing social distancing. Your sugar does not appeal to me. Now be gone! Well, oh. <laughs> well, somebody's violent. But anywho, joining us today is Tatera. I don't remember why I'm here. I knew it was for some reason, but I can't exactly remember why I'm here. Yeah, it's on, it's to report on the thing that might be happening soonish. Remember that one? Wait, there's a report I didn't even study. <laughs> Tough luck, you failed. So anywho, in today's episode, we are going to review My Little Pony: Quest Struggles, Forgotten Friendship. Uh, in this special, Sunset Shimmer discovers that she's been erased from her friend's memory and must re- <laughs> and must race to find the magic and the perpetrator responsible. So before we get into this, first impressions are in order. And Silver, what do you think? Well, this is uh, one of the specials that I thought was of the higher end of the Equestra Girls. Uh mostly because of Wallflower Blush and the villainy. Or not even true villain, just a lot of anger. But it's kind of funny that the episode seems to, the special seems to shift around what it wants to be. Is it a beachside adventure? Is it a bonding between uh, Sunset and Trixie of all characters? Is it the story of Wallflower Blush? It's trying to be several things all at once, and therefore it can also feel a little forgettable. If anything, <clears throat> I'm sorry, if anything, I wonder about, is this really just uh, an episode remembered for beachside swimsuit outfits? Not really for me, but from what I can tell uh, with the beachside thing, they really, really wanted to promote that thing because we got specials or we got shorts that involve uh, the beach scenario and they were a lot and... Most of them are just meh. Just remember, life's a beach, then you fly. <laughs> Alrighty then. Anyway, Tara, what about you? I really like this special. I mean, it tackles a few things that question me in the back um, with the whole question girls thing. But at the same time, what Silver said, there's like all these different types of plots with Sunset and Trixie getting along and also Sunset trying to get the memories back. Well, also she's, I mean, it was very quick, but basically Sunset making up with Celestia. I mean, I'm not that I'm complaining, but all these could have been done in like little mini episodes and they could have had more time to explain it. It's like, say, for example, instead of just Celestia agreeing or um, how do I say this? A, no, uh, oh, what's wrong with my brain today? <laughs> Are you forgetting um, stuff? Forgiving. No, no, ah, I think I am forgetting something. <laughs> Curse you, Wallflower! <laughs> but no, I remember that. Uh, when she forgives Sunset, they they probably could have done like a whole episode where Sunset thinks, oh, Celestia's gonna be mad at me. Oh, and then this whole episode is just them trying to figure out a way for Celestia to forgive her. And then this whole time she's just trolling and it's like, oh yeah, I miss you this whole time. Haha. Didn't need need to make a big deal out of it. I understand. I I totally understand. I love that too. But at the back of my mind... It's not like I'm complaining. True. But at the back of my mind, I I think that what we got here was enough because I, I don't know why or I don't know what because I feel that if they were to pursue that angle where we have a 22-minute episode where 
um, Sunset is trying to mend fences with Celestia and we get this whole adventure kind of thing. It feels a bit... To me, I feel it might be forced or just ram right into your face like yeah this is what's going on uh so this is going to be forgiving sunset blah 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 but i'm not sure maybe we can talk about it more near the end or when we reach that part but as for me i kind of like this special but I, i don't know how do i put this i enjoy watching it but i don't look forward to watching it it feels like Hmm, how, how do you even put this? Because I, I feel like we've established that Sunset is a awesome character. She progressed really well and you pull that out under the rug. And we don't even see the main six try to figure out what is Sunset's game here. Why is she uh, so buddy-buddy with us? Isn't she a mean bully? And... I don't know, I mean, it feels like the main six could have been much better. But we'll get into it when we reach the point or wherever it is. So anyway, uh, if you have not watched this special, pause here and go do so. Welcome back, I hope you enjoyed the special because it was a lot of fun. So anywho, we start off with a musical montage. Yay! Um, The montage said, Sets sunset going through school, taking photo for the yearbook, and just reminding us, hey guys, here's what happened to sunset. Uh, she was a bully, then turned good guy, and she saved Twilight from becoming Midnight Sparkle, and so on. Yay! And she's on the yearbook committee. Oh no, she bumped into a girl. Who's this girl? I don't know. Don't care. Moving on. I care about her fashion sense. Uh, true that. We'll, we'll uh, talk about it soon enough. So, when they discuss stuff, Trixie pops in saying that I demand a spot on the yearbook. So, Sunset just says no, and she moves away via magic. And Sunset and her gang leave the yearbook room, leaving Wallflower alone. And I'm going to pause here. Silver, what do you think? Well, honestly, I always find it kind of funny when they want to immortalize their traumatic attacks by magical creatures. It's like, do we really want to immortalize this? But, eh, to each their own. I guess I just find it funny. There's also the fact, I wouldn't want a a documented record of my uh, magical shenanigans, lest I wind up in a government facility with two guys in sunglasses and earpieces (laughs) looking down at me. We have need of your talents. (laughs) I'm here to talk to you about the Get Backers Initiative. <laughs> oh, boys. It sets up the premise really well, and it is sort of a... Hey, hey, remember when we we watched Sunset Shima? Remember? <laughs> but at the same time, Wallflower is the most interesting because instantly she stands out as the most plain. Her fashion and design is so completely different than the highly stylized and... Uh, icon-ridden clothing. Truth is, Wallflower looks more like what a regular uh, teenager would wear. I would like to counter that, but by looking at some of the students at CHS High, she is 
practically the odd duck out. Well, that's because most students look like the Hot Topic vomited on them. Well, not really, because uh, when you notice, okay, uh, on in the gallery for the wiki, uh, top row, uh, I, I I don't know how you call column, yeah, last column, top row, you see a girl with uh, an orange top, sorry, um, carrot top hair, uh, almost look like carrot top, but with black t-shirts, a scarf, and a long black, long jean skirt. Like, to me, that's normal, but she pops out. Like, she pops out more than how Wallflower is. Because when you look at Wallflower, she's meant to be in the background. Like, she's not meant to stand out at all. Oh, but there's one th- one thing on the skirt you don't fully see. You see that just that little uh, wedge of darkness. Mm-hmm. Because whatever her cutie mark might be, uh, it's displayed on the other side. Plus, I don't trust anyone who wears a scarf like that. <laughs> but in all honesty, we do see other students with uh, close to our sense of fashion. But like what? Uh, microchip. He's considered to be what, quote unquote, normal for a nerd, but his quote unquote cutie mark would be the pin that he has on his suspenders because I've never seen anyone in high school wearing suspenders. You're not old enough then. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, Norman. <laughs> it is something I do not hear very often. Ah, I'll show you, Norman. I suggest, however, that you get your eyes checked. <laughs> But then you, um, <laughs> is that all silver? <laughs> there, there, silver. <laughs> Tara, uh, before you comfort silver, what, what, what do you have to say? What do you mean before you comfort silver? Yeah, what do you say? You're saying I can't comfort him? No. You we, made him cry, Norman. <laughs> Shame on you. Norman, you monster. Uh, I have been known for that. Yes. What are you, Tara? Well, I, I mean, I do like how the the beginning they kind of set up the how pretty much everything's gonna be because the song is called uh, like, well, basically talk about how we've come so far with our friendship and this and that, and they mention about what happened in the past and it's like okay, this thing's called forgotten friendship, so obviously something's gonna happen with their friendship. The only thing that kind of confused me though is that when they're when Sunset's talking about, you know, oh yeah, Twilight's always been there for me and she helped me be who I become. That's Twilight from Equestria. It's not the one that's in this world. I mean, it's just a little nitpick, but still, it's like, that's a totally different Twilight that you're talking about. And you're with a new Twilight. And I also agree, too, with uh, Wallflower not, like, actually being in normal clothes and not something that's so flashy and, like, you know, I'm not a, a fashion expert or anything, but I mean, come on. You see everyone wearing like all of these flashy shirts and everything. They just got Wallflower wearing a casual shirt and uh, pants and whatnot. Although I do question, though, why they put in the yearbook the biggest meanie in school. I mean, I've never heard of anything like that. <laughs> I mean, if they did that back when I was in high school, they should give me one for being the most nicest guy ever. <laughs> Uh, I don't have your book, so I got no idea. Maybe I do, I forgot. Huh. Oh, everyone's forgetting nowadays. Mm, true that, true that. We're all forgetting. The past is lost. Our future is doomed. Attica! Attica! Nah, man, we got Twitter for that. <laughs> well, I mean, I forgot how long I've been in my house for because of this whole quarantine stuff. 
<laughs> oh boys. Well, anyway, I'm gonna carry on. So we see Sunset's uh house apartment, and it looks pretty good. Like for a teenager who doesn't really have a job, she is living well. Wow. What? I'm jealous. She actually got a nice setup there too. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing this is a studio apartment. Like what? How? I mean, she's even got dual monitors. I know. And oh my god. I, I, okay, maybe it's just me and I'm jealous. But she is living well. How does she even pay for all of that? Well, you never know what a sushi restaurant job will really net you. True. It's a raw deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As long as you don't make anyone choke, right, Silver? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a well-timed joke. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, but anywho, uh, Sunset... Uh, I'm going to carry on. <laughs> uh, Sunset uh, reminisce about the yearbook and uh, writes a letter to Princess Twilight saying that, Yo, Princess Twilight, I really changed, haven't I? Uh, this is going to be fun. I can't wait to go to the beach with my friends tomorrow. I hope nothing bad happens. And... Tomorrow, we see everyone at the beach, hanging out, getting ready to take their best friend picture tea. And when Sunset meets up with everyone, they're guarded. Like, they are confused. Why is Sunset talking to them? And everybody is kind of being very, very aggressive towards Sunset. Um, Sunset being really confused. Uh, touches Applejack's hand and reads her memory, which is kind of rude. But anywho, she goes into Applejack's mind and notice that her memory of Sunset has been erased. All of it. And that worries her. And she tries to tell them, I was there, like I was with you guys when certain scenario happens. And... Uh, wait, don't you remember me and stuff? And this is, and uh, this goes back and forth between them. And uh, we see Sunset goes to the bottom of the lifeguard tower and message Princess Celestia, asking her for guidance or just asking, do you remember me or not? And are we friends? Wait, wait, wait! She asked Princess Celestia. Sorry, Twilight. Oh man, that's the thing. <laughs> So, anywho, I'm going to pause here because I noticed something interesting that is not in the special, um, full special. So, um, Tara, what do you think? Well, I mean, I'm still going to talk about how Sunset's living because, I mean, come on. She's got a nice TV. She's got dual monitors. She's got a setup for when she plays the electric guitar. I mean, she's living the good life. True that. <laughs> I'm jealous. Oh, true that. And she has what? An acoustic guitar, a flying V, and I, I'm not sure what that one could be. Probably a Fabricaster or something like that. Maybe, I'm not sure. Yeah, those are expensive. Can't really say much here. It's just, you know, the main six hanging out. Verity pointing out all these different kinds of quote-unquote colors or whatever. Which I still don't understand, you know, what's the difference between white and eggshell and so on and so forth. <laughs> but then it's like, um... As soon as the Sunset grabs uh, Applejack's hand and realizes, oh, you don't remember me. And then she's telling us about how, you know, we have um, 
we had all these memories together. How can you not remember me? We even have the same necklace. And she's like, oh, it's just a cheap knockoff. And it's like, don't you think that would ring a few bells, though? It's like, you got the same necklace, and she's able to read your memories with magic. But I guess their memory's not forgotten that it kind of made them dunce. <laughs> yeah. And he, here's the part where I feel a bit frustrated with Domain 6. Because they never once question why Sunset is being nice and uh, or just just remember certain scenarios like why is Saitwai with them? Like how did she came to join them and stuff? Like those kind of scenarios there kind of irk me. It, it's minor but it's one of those things where if they could just ask more questions and like proceed like i mean this is just my views oh man sorry uh any more to add tara mm, no not really anyway uh silver what about you well it's obvious that uh sunset makes all her money off her streaming because that's something that anyone can do afford a place just on streaming money that's true uh, that's true that's true those twitch subs yo honestly i I prefer to think that uh, she murdered the previous tenant and has just been living off their uh, <laughs> bank account. Oh, did I mention that I'm incredibly grimdark right now? Okay. You're always grimdark. Meh. Here's the thing. I mean, the Twilight and the others are basically just there for cute little asides from the main plot. It's kind of stunning how little they're involved in this story as active participants. They are... Much like the rest of the student body, they're more victims than than contributors. I will admit, a beachside episode has launched a thousand fan arts. And that's where I think most of the memory of this special comes from. But I agree with you that it's kind of frustrating that the main six don't think this over. All, all Sunset has to say is, Twilight, you turned into Midnight Sparkle, right? Who talked you out of it? And then right there, if she can't recall something that pivotal then that's a clear sign that they've been tampered with. True, and you start this whole panic about what, 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 who, who, who helped me? And Sunset could just say it was me, but don't remember. And they start their own investigation while being wary of Sunset because they might think that she's manipulating their memories and whatnot. Or she could just pull off a really great meme. You thought it was someone else, but it was me, Sunset. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's not that far. Uh, who was that? Kurushi Panda made that uh, really awesome music video. <laughs> Sorry, it just reminded me of the Pillarmans. Carry on. And so, but we're introduced at least to the conflict very quickly. And well, I agree that simply reaching out and grabbing someone to read their minds, Sunset is not quite on Starlight levels of disrespecting personal space. But at the same time. It is a necessary in this case. Mm, true. How true. else can she figure out what's going on? True, 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 true. Uh, did you? I, I forgot to know. Sorry, I forgot to point this out earlier. But did you guys remember um, the scene where Rainbow? Sorry, uh, Starlight. Sorry, mm, uh, Sunset is holding Rainbow Dash and looking through her memories. Yes, yes. of the of the killer of the plants from. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors making their introduction. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just recently watched this one and it's not in the normal special. This was exclusive for the YouTubes. Just having her, it seems like a minor addition. I don't know if it really fleshes things out. Not really, but I just, 
noticed it and I was a bit shocked by it. Which another scene will pop up soon. I just remembered. But when we cross that bridge, I'll point it out. Alrighty. Anything more to add, Silver? Just that not a very good security guard if they, if someone is sitting under their watchtower. <laughs> uh, lifeguard, I should say. I mean, you, you do. I that's coned off for a reason. Uh, but anywho, I'm gonna carry on. So, sunset goes back to. Equestria High. What was CHS? Crystal No. What was her... Man, I'm forgetting. Cantala High. CHS. Yes. So she goes back to school, goes through to the portal, and meets up with Princess Twilight. And Sunset here explains the scenario to Twilight. And uh, Twilight suggests that we go meet someone who might know the answer and you're not going to like it. And they meet up with Princess Celestia. And this moment was a lot of joy. I really, really love this scene a lot. Because it's one of those scenes where we want to see the reunion. Yay! And it was it was rather bland, like vanilla ice cream. Yes. But anywho, they talk for a bit, uh, explain the situation... And Princess Celestia says, I think I... I personally don't know what's going on, but I know a place where we can do research. And that's the Royal Cantolet Library. And when they head to the library, this is another added scene where they meet up with Flash, who is guarding the library entrance. And yeah, uh, Sunset just noticed, like, is this my ex-boyfriend? Hmm, okay, whatever. So they arrive at the library... And Twilight here says, I'm an expert at this place. This used to be my home away from home. I know every book there is to know. And when Celestia heads off to a specific location, Twilight asks, uh, where are you going? There's nothing to there's nothing more sorry, there's nothing important in that general direction. And Princess Celestia says, Oh, we're just heading to the restricted section. And Twilight hyperventilates and panics because she got no idea that place exists. And when it's revealed that there's a secret passage, Twilight panics. And in all honesty, I love this. This is a lot of fun. So I'm just going to fast forward because uh, Cookie Twilight is a fun Twilight. And yay. So we get to see uh, Celestia and Sunset bond for a bit over how Twilight is going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And yay. That's a lot of fun. So should I stop here or carry on until they discover the scroll? I think we can talk about this scene. Yeah. All right then. So, uh, Silver, what do you think? Well, unfortunately, Flash and his added scene—that's all he's going to get to enjoy this uh, episode, aside from nearly killing su- Sunset. Really? How? Oh. I'll tell you later. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Is uh, it Flash Sentry? Mm, I, I'm looking at Flash. He's an Earth Pony? I thought he was a Pegasus. No, he's a Pegasus. Huh. I know that he never says a word in this special. Yeah, true. Actually, oh yes. Now that you say it, it looks like they forgot to add in his wings. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe maybe he got demoted. What, by cutting off his wings? Hey, if you can add them to Twilight, why can't you remove them from others? <laughs> right, wait, Discord did just that. Oh, God. I'm pretty sure he did something to make Celestia mad. 
But carry on, Silver. Plus, uh, oh, that looks like my ex-boyfriend. Huh, neat. <laughs> that sums up Flash's at treatment in 90% of the series moving forward. Oh, God. <laughs> but here's the thing. Legend of Everfree was the one movie that really moved beyond uh, Equestria, really treated Equestria Girls as its own domain now. There was very, very little reference to it. So this almost feels like a backstep that once again we're relying on cameos as Sunset returns to Equestria. It's something I like to see, don't get me wrong, seeing Sunset readjusting to life as a horse <laughs> and getting to do magic. That is fun, but at the same time it's like, I thought you'd graduated past this. True, true. But at the same time, too, the risk involved in this needed the help of Equestria. But I, I do get what you mean. I, I understand what you mean. Now, I didn't think they overplayed uh, the reconciliation. Although now I'm looking at a, a picture titled Chin Up Sunset. Right during their reconciliation, Celestia's hoof, uh, I don't know, her horseshoe is facing the wrong way. There's a lot of animation glitches here. Here's the thing. Celestia's the kind, she's been around long enough to learn how to let go of anger uh, without, without prompting. I mean, I think she understands it's about moving forward for your own well-being. So this wasn't really about Sunset earning back Celestia's... Uh, respect it was just taking that step on her own part to forgive herself uh for her and so i thought it was a tender moment although i i shake my fist because i did it first in my sunset shimmer video <laughs> i remember that Meh. still still it was a good moment it was a good moment so the twilight freak out it's a tuesday isn't it uh no must be a tuesday if twilight's freak out unless it's unless it's that other kind of freak out then it's a wednesday or a thursday <laughs> or a friday I do wonder, going into this uh, library, pulling on those two books, does that mean no one ever wants to read the books labeled with the princess's cutie marks? But That is just insulting. <laughs> but I, I think there's a specific type of magic where only the two sisters can access it. I don't know. I mean, for all we know, those have just really boring titles, like The Dietary Needs of Princess Celestia, <laughs> Luna's Yarn Collection, <laughs> and Index. Oh, God. It was how boring. Of course, it is funny to see uh, Sunset close Twilight's gaping mouth. <laughs> uh, yes. But it's also kind of said this Twilight is far more passionate and animated and fun than her human counterpart, which raises the question, why are we why are we cutting back to the other more boring Twilight while this is going on? Uh, it feels like, I don't know, man. Like For me personally, for me, I, I feel like... They're trying to put that balance where, okay, we want to have the fun Twilight uh, be here for the story reasons, but we need to kind of have um, side Twilight around too. I don't know, because it feels um, Miss Opportunity. Like, I don't know. Side Twilight is boring. If I feel that. But anywho... Um, can we move on? We shall. All right. So, uh, wait, I don't get to say anything in this. Wait, what? Did did I not ask you, Terra? No, you didn't. Oh my goodness, I forgot. Sorry about that. So, Terry, wow. Wolf, wow, you're making Norman forget me. 
Anywho, yes. Uh, Quick, what's my name? Bob. <gasps> Bulbasaur. Yes. yes, Bulbasaur. Oh my God, it's worse. Bulbasaur. <laughs> but anywho, Bulbasaur, what do you have to say? Well, I'm pretty sure this is the the, the fan service moment that someone was talking about earlier because I too wanted to see Sunset coming back to Equestria and making amends with Celestia, and I also like the scene too how. It shows that, you know, Celestia is not going to hold a grudge and that, you know, she's like, oh, okay, she forgives me. Yay. And one little thing that I'm noticing here, I don't know if it's in the um, screenshots or whatever. And I don't know, did this come out before Twilight opened up her friendship school? Because when they show the um, Canterlot Castle, you can see Sandbar right near the front of it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I noticed that, but I forgot to mention it. Yes. Uh, episode came out on... February twenty sorry February seventeen two thousand eighteen, um I forgot. Let me double check that while you continue on. So wait, Sandbar is right outside Canterlot Castle. Yeah. Yes. That's strange because I, I mean the only f- pictures I see are the far off Canterlot. Uh, oh yeah, there. He- wow, maybe they were just getting some use out of the pop out of the puppet. Yeah. He seems rather large compared to the other ponies. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe the sandbar had a buildup. <laughs> I get what you said there. Oh, wait, no, I remember, too. We're not supposed to call him sandbar. We're supposed to call him Vincent Tong. <laughs> Vinny! <laughs> uh, okay, no. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, the school days came out on uh, March 24, 2018. So the special came out first before. Foreshadowing. Yay. And also magic school? Or movie? Maybe. Because what? Movie was first before school? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because according to supervising director Big J. Miller, the premiere takes place about a week or two after the events of the My Little Pony movie. Yep. So, movie first. Hmm. That says a lot. Well, carry on, Tara. So, like, like I said, I like how they handled um, Celestia making amends or sunset apologizing to celestia and celestia says how she missed her it's like oh that's so sweet so glad that they got together and you know they made up for lost time and then we uh then someone basically took the words out of my mouth because i too questioned this how no one this uh, ever wanted to read the book about celestia and luna's cutie mark <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's in the restricted. No, it's near the back end. Nobody really goes there. Those are the boring books. And to pick out those books, you need Celestia and Luna's magic. Exactly. I'm pretty sure Sci-Fi would enjoy that. That way, might have made her a little more interesting because I'd actually prefer the Equestria Twilight other than Sci-Fi because I feel like uh, the Equestria Twilight. She's how do I say this? She's more outgoing and more adventurous. With like, meanwhile, with Sai Twice, she's not like shy as she was at first, but she still has moments where she's very quiet. And mm, that's I would say that's all I got to say. Yeah, but granted that uh, our pony princess here has a lot of experience under her belt, like she has been. At this, what I mean at this is friendship for a while now. So she has learned and evolved while uh, Saitwai here is still learning about quote-unquote friendship. I don't know. I mean, Equestria Twilight was always more passionate. 
even in her isol even when she was anti she didn't see the value in friendship so i think there's a marked difference i mean you never get to see Twy really squeen over her latest invention or discovery she is just a little excited when she introduces her flying drone but at the same time too i feel like this argument here is quote-unquote not fair because we spent like nine seasons with twilight while we just spent a few moments with Sai Twai. Like we didn't grow up with her or we didn't grow with her. So we didn't really see all of her achievements and whatnot. Fair? You want fair? Life is not fair, Norman. <laughs> I'm just pointing out stuff. Fair, 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 fair to your fairness. Fair, fair. But anywho, I am going to move on. So, uh, yes. we see that Twilight and Sunset are researching books in the restricted section of the library, trying to figure out what the hay is going on. This takes a while and yeah, I'm probably a few hours. So Twilight discovers something uh, and it is a scroll from Clover the Clever. Uh, she Clover the Clever is a he, right? Clover the Clever has been both. Really now? That's... That's one of the weird things. In this special, it looks like a, a guy, and it wears, and the character wears a cloak similar to what, what Twilight uh, wore at a heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Now, what was it called? Heartwarming Eve. Heartwarming tale. I feel like that was. I feel like that was the one where all the characters were reenacting a Christmas story. Mm. I think that this was heartwarming Eve then. Heartwarming Eve, yes. Uh, so Clover the Clever is a guy in two versions, but. Later on, when it's uh, a matter of principles, they show a, f- a portrait of Clover the Clever, who is now most definitely female and wearing a much nicer cloak. Hmm. Well, I-, I guess when we reach there, we'll talk about it later. But anywho, um, so anywho, uh, Twilight just says, this is Clover's quote-unquote journal, and it states out what happened in the past. So long story short, there's this Too late. <laughs> there's this very mean sorcerer pony who erases everyone's memory and stuff. And Clover the Clever here tries to stop the mean pony. Every time when he gets close, the mean pony erases Clover's memory. And the only way for Clover to kind of get back on track is to write down everything that he discovers and knows. So, uh, in the last panel or whatever it is, it said that Clover the Clever chased down the perp to a portal and said portal is Sunset's world. That's confusing to say, but yes. So, with that, they discovered that Equestrian Magic is involved. So we go back to the main six at the beach. And you know what? I'm just going to fast forward this because they don't matter. Uh, Trixie plants seeds in their minds saying that, oh, there's something wrong with Sunset. Maybe she's up to something. Ooh, evil, evil, evil. And tells Rarity that, don't forget to put my poster in the yearbook. I need it to boost my ego. So... We go back to Cantalot and they discover that the 
thing that has been uh, or the magic artifact that's involved is the memory stone where they have to get back and destroy or something like that so uh, they got a plan they need to execute it and they do or they try to and oh man this is rather confusing going back and forth but i'm just going to fast forward a bit sunset goes to the main six saying that yo guys um i know what's going on it's a question magic there's a question magic involved look i have proof that we were friends look at this picture and whatnot and she tries but fails to earn their trust so sunset goes back home frustrated and she goes back to school and everybody sees her as a big meanie a big giant bully and she confronts trixie thinking that trixie is the one involved in the madness that's going on and once Sunset confronts Trixie. Uh, Trixie got no idea what's going on because, well, Trixie is not involved because she just wants a poster of her talent magic trick in the yearbook. That's about it. And they bonded for a bit because Trixie understands what Star Sunset is going through right now. So they work together to discover who is involved and who is the perp. Back in Equestria, Twilight do more research on the matter, the, trying to find out any other clue that they could probably help Sunset with. And Twilight discovers the parchment, the final page of Clover the Clever's book or scroll. And it says that if the memory is not returned within three days, uh, they will be gone forever. And to return them, you need to destroy the rock. So Twilight sends a message to Sunset, but Sunset does not receive it. And I'm going to stop here. Tara, what do you think? Well, one thing I am going to point out, hasn't anyone noticed that after of going opening all those doors and then walking into the same room, Luna just disappears? What, you mean for the library? Yeah, like she helped Celestia open up the door, and then as soon as they walk into the restricted restricted area of the library, she's just gone. Uh, she got a text. <laughs> oh, just just one little nitpick, but I do like how um, Sunset and Twilight they're bonding in Requestria instead of like it, basically like how instead of them bonding in Sunset's world. Now she's back in Equestria and they're bonding by going through all the books and because Twilight talks about going through all the books and even that one comedic moment where um, Sunset mentions something about... Uh, ooh, I forget the name. Um, anyways, they mention about someone doing s something and then Twilight's like, aw, you read all the good stuff. <laughs> and can't really say much about Trixie basically manipulating uh, I guess you could say she's been manipulating, basically putting a bad word on Sunset. And it's just Trixie being Trixie because, you know, she wants to be in the yearbook and that didn't work out so well. And then uh, I do like the how-to that uh, when they're about to leave Celestia's like, you're always welcome to come back. And it's just very heartwarming still that Celestia forgives Sunset. And then after when Sunset's like, oh, I have a I have a great teacher, Celestia just comes in and be like, are you saying I wasn't a good teacher? 
We just just finds out that she's just joking. And again, I do it. I enjoy stuff like that. I like how, you know, just because you're royalty, you don't always have to be so mean and stuff. Like you could play jokes on them if you want to. True, 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 true. And then the usual, they find out that, oh, here's a question of magic. But the same thing as last time where it's like, oh, yeah, we still don't believe you. We don't trust you. All righty then. So, Silver? Well, it, especially interesting, the comment about Celestia. This this sparked some discussion when it first came out. I wondered if Celestia, if Sunset isn't expecting humor from Celestia, then Celestia's her teacher must have been very stern and strict. And I wondered if it was Star uh, Sunset's departure that made Celestia realize I need to loosen up or I'm going to lose more students. That is very possible. I think there's a high chance that that is the truth. But it's also a chance that Celestia has learned to laugh more since Luna's return, as people pointed out. That perhaps finally mending... Well, <laughs> Celestia's been doing a lot of repairs to her relationships over the more recent uh, media. She reunited with her sister. She got... Uh, now she's reconnecting with Sunset. She also got back her teacher, Star Swirl, thanks to Twilight. So... I guess Celestia's social life is just flourishing these days. Now, with Clover the Clever and this grand hunt through universes, I keep expecting someone to throw a letter through the portal to Equestria saying, stop dropping your junk in our universe. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Star Swirl banishes, uh, Clover the Ke- Clever chucks stuff into the other unknown. Is anyone in this going to respect that this is not a dumpster universe? Meanwhile, the fans are probably like, dump it in our universe. <laughs> no, we don't need those kind of chaos. I, I There are parts of this year I'd like to forget. Then there's also the scene where Trixie reunites with, uh, well, reconciles with Sunset. Because here's the thing. Trixie has been a super antagonist in this series. I mean, she dumped the others into, uh, into a backstage by a trap door. So it's more of an understage. Huh. And she's always been sort of this recurring antagonist. And now suddenly she's the one understanding Sunset because Trixie, in a weird way, does connect with others under their worst uh, aspects. She she admits her own failings and connects with them on that. And that's a very interesting character trait. It, it somewhat reflects her pony counterpart, which uh, became friends with Starlight. Sometimes it's more about what goes wrong between the two of you than what goes right. So it's nice to see her finally on uh, a supportive side. True, true. And I think fans have been clamoring for that because we already got uh, Trixie and Starlight and those are those two have been a lot of fun. And moving forward from this, I thought we were going to get more Sunset and Trixie bonding. But nah, it was only in this. It was only in this. But to answer Torterra's question, I know what happened to Luna when they went into the into the restricted section. Oh. Spying the, the dusty and spider-covered shelves, she saw her old comic book collection oh. and thought to herself, so this is where Sister has been keeping my back orders. I have thousands of years of lore to catch up on. And she's been reading the corner this entire time. Uh, she's been questioning, why did Pony Parker sold his soul to the devil. Oh, no. 
<laughs> Truly, that was the worst of the retcons. Oh, no, not his soul. His marriage. Marriage. Oh, no. Marriage is what we search the continuity. Oh, God. <laughs> Anywho. Created by the Orakalkamaos. Anywho. <clears throat> Whew, um, going to move on. So, we see... Okay, um, for future reference, I'm just going to skip a lot of this because it's going to be more of the quote-unquote same thing. So, Sunset and Trixie here both investigate who is involved in the sabotage and whatnot. So, as she as, as they go around asking people and whatnot, uh, they don't get the answer. And... They go back to the yearbook office. What was that called? Whatever it is. And Sunset sees her friends taking a selfie and she's frustrated by it. So while looking through clues like pictures of the yearbook, they spot an empty spot on the yearbook photo. And Trixie just says, who is this wallflower blush? And Wallflower in the background says, it's me, we, we know each other and stuff, like, you don't remember me and stuff, like, how come? While Trixie is talking to Wallflower, just trying to reintroduce herself, uh, Sunset gets a message from Twilight saying, okay, Sunset, this is important, I'm just going to tell it to you as it is. If you don't destroy the rock before Sunset today, all of your memories or the memories of your friend, whatever it is, is going to be permanently erased. Uh, try looking for this rock formation. Probably you can get it and whatnot. So good luck. So Sunset just wonders, where the hey am I going to discover three rock formations that look like this? And when she sees Wallflower's wallpaper, she says Eureka and Goes to Wallflower and asks, um, where did you took that picture and stuff? Wallflower starts talking and Sunset grabs her hand and just reads her memory. <clears throat> and in Wallflower's memory, she has always been a loner and stuff. Like she is very bland. Like she mingles, she, she melts in the background. And... She starts walking to the garden or forest, whatever it is, and discovers a nice patch of land to plant gardens. She cleans it and digs something out and it is a rock. And she's feeling frustrated about sunset and how she's all perfect and whatnot. And she incites a spell and removes all the memory of Sunset being nice from everyone. And with that, Sunset confronts Wallflower, talks about why are you doing this, and we get a song! Yay! Out of nowhere! What? <laughs> but anywho... Yeah, I just hate it when people start randomly singing out of the blue. Nah, that's a Tuesday for me. But anywho, once... Song is on. Sunset takes the opportunity to rummage into Wallflower's bag and tries to steal the stone. Uh, Wallflower notices and stops the musical and removes their memory of the afternoon. And I am going to pause here because this is very fun. Uh, Silver, what do you think? 
Well, the true villain comes to the fore. Although one thing we haven't remarked on is that Sunset's reaction to this crisis is to get mad, which is a little bit of her older self shining through or burning mm. through. Sunset is not one to handle things coolly and with grace. She's passionate and therefore gets prone to anger very, very quickly. Even seeing her friends taking the photo outside, her reaction is this stirring anger at someone she, at, she doesn't even know at whom to direct it. Then there's Wallflower and we learn all that's really been, uh, all that's been going on with her. I don't think we learned just yet that she used this to erase some of her own uh, embarrassments. There, that was an important line, but that comes later. Instead, it's just sort of fun to see her spilling her heart and <laughs> Sunset is like, okay, you know what? I got work to do. <laughs> do you know how rude it is to try and steal from someone while they're singing? I don't know. Is that a cultural faux pas? Yeah. If someone is belting it out at random and leaves their wallet, I might decide that there's a listener's fee involved. No, man, you don't. Like it, it's it's proper etiquette when the hero or the villain tries to henshin, you don't interrupt them. That is, but that would be the smart thing to do. Proper etiquette. No, I take the Mangus XLR approach. <laughs> While they're just standing there spinning, you just watch and like what. Omega's XLR breaks every boundary or breaks every rule in the rule book. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anywho, Silver, anything more to add? Just that uh, it's fun. Hmm. And this is probably Wallflower at her angriest. But nobody will remember. Oh, the, fa the fans will remember. Torterra, when did you get here? I don't know, actually. It's a Bulbasaur. <laughs> ah. I'm sorry, it sounded like you said Boobasaur. Yes, Boobasaur. <laughs> you squirt attack takes on a whole different meaning. Oh my god. Anywho, Tara, your turn. Well, I don't know if I can get that image out of my head now. <laughs> Alright, well, let's see. It was very fun, and I like how... Well, first off, I must mention that Sunset either... I must have a really good grip on her hands... Or the people are just knocked out while she's looking back at their memories. Because when Sunset grabs Wallflower's uh, hand or arm, that memory thing goes on for quite a while. And it's like, what are you doing while all this is going on? Like, are you just standing there and letting it happen? Like, are you trying to fight her off or what? I have to interject here because this is more headcanon on my part. But when Sunset touched someone to read their memory, uh, it happens in a flash. But in the head when she's reading the memory, it goes in quote-unquote real time. While in the living world or in whatever time that they're in, it happens in a snap. Hmm. Well, that answers my question. No, I mean, the head cannon. I could be wrong. We may never know. But then all of a sudden, you know, she breaks into a song, which is basically just her singing how she's been invisible. Because I think that's the name of the song. Yep, yep. Wish. And I can kind of agree because back then I used to be so shy. I really talked to people and when I try to get someone's attention, I'd be so quiet and there'd be times where I just don't say anything at all. Yeah. So it kind of hits me on a personal level. I guess uh, Wallflower is a relatable character for us introverts. And then later on, because Sunset talks about how she's not mean, but 
she she shows it and well silver pretty much did a good explanation but yeah true 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 <laughs> and then and then when she uses the memory stone she just disappears so i don't know if after she uses the memory stone she just she has super speed and runs out or maybe since they forgot about her she like she's like invisible for a few seconds i don't know so many questions but yeah probably but anywho i'm going to carry on so with them forgetting what's going on and why they are in the yearbook room they panic for a bit and says that if we can't find the perpetrator we are i am going to lose all my memories about my friends and whatnot oh that's not good and sunset looks to her pocket and discovers a note said note says go to twilight's camera and she discovers that hey i've been recording this and let me check out what's going on and long story short it just retells what just happened a few minutes ago or a few hours ago so sunset figures out okay we need to find wallflower before something bad happens or before sunset if not well i am going to be sad and sunset bonds with trixie saying that if i lose my friends at least i still have you trixie and all of the fanfics are out there yay <laughs> so anywho trixie tries her best to do her magical exit poofy spell thingy and it worked except that sunset is still inside the office so trixie does it again and gets sunset out and well trixie just says okay um forget about me you just go out there and get your memory back so sunset chase after wallflower who is in the parking lot and they argue for a bit sunset confronts wallflower saying that what you're doing is wrong you need to return the memory and wallflower says no i do not want to you know what i'm just going to erase their memory of you entirely and sunset says no that's not fair that's terrible and before life isn't fair <laughs> and before uh sunset could talk her down wallflower blasts a memory erasing spell at the main six which sunset jumps in front of it to absorb the damage and with that all of sunset's memory of high school is gone and i you know honestly i like this part here because we see panicking starlight sorry sunset yay so sunset panics because what's going on here this is not cantalot and why am i why, why do i look like this why do i have this appendages on my hooves oh no and the first to greet a panicking sunset is twilight or sai twai and all of them apologize and back sunset up and they transform into the well i won't say power ponies but they're pony up form was it yes uh, that's what they call it pony now yes so they transform into their pony forms and they look like superheroes yes so anywho uh, before twilight could do the magical french uh, the magical girl power talk thing 
Pinkie Pie just says, yeah, 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 we get it. Let's light her up, ladies. So they collect their power and do a rainbow blast to the memory stone and destroys it. So after that, with the memory stone destroyed, everybody gets their memory back and yay! Awesomeness. Sunset goes to Wallflower saying that uh, I can relate, I can understand and let's hug it out. And they do. And I'm going to pause here. So Tara, what do you think? I do like how Trixie and... Uh, I, uh, you almost got me to say Starlight there, Norman. I don't know what you're doing to make me forget these things. Probably I'm just good at it. But I do like how they're bonding and how Sunset's pretty much let, like, look on the bright side. Uh, like she, Even though she's thinking of the worst that she could possibly lose her friends, she's still looking a bit on the bright side. It's like, at least I still have someone that cares for me. But I do like, too, how she had that note in her pocket, and it's like, oh, I wrote a note to myself, just like Clover the Clever. I think that was what his name was. Yay! And, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's right, because the drone was right there, and she recorded it. And then I, I'd love that one moment where, uh, in the recording, they got, um, I had a brain fart there for a second, Wallflower. Uh, singing her song, Trick's just like, oh, let's fast forward <laughs> this. She fast forward, she's like, oh, this is a really long song. <laughs> It's like, yeah, we have to go through all that. <laughs> but I also like, too, how Trixie... Sac- I, well, yeah, I guess you could say sacrifice herself. It's not like she dies or anything. But she gives up the um, herself to save Sunset. And then, you know, we got the usual where the um, they usually pony up. And I actually do like how... The uh, Twilight's like, you have magic, this and that. And then Pinky's like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Let's do this already. <laughs> but it's I like this one because it even shows to, like, because Wallflower basically tries to remove the good memories from them. And they're like, oh, you're getting their friendship back and it's working. I'm just going to have to erase their memories in general. And Sunset basically goes right in front and it, lose all of her memory. And even though she doesn't remember now who Twilight or everyone else is, and th- since they don't know that Sunset's their friend, I'm, I'm, it makes me happy. It's like, okay, that was, actually, that was actually a good way to get them to be friends again because it's not like they had to do convince anyone or anything like that. No, it's just Sunset, out of the goodness of her heart, dove right in, took the hit, lost all of her memories, and they're like, okay, we know she's a good person, so we know that she's telling the truth and that she's our friend. All right, all right. Anyway, uh, Silver, what do you think? Well, let's see here. We completely glossed over the other Flash Sentry appearance, which uh, at the time I thought he was slamming on the brakes of his car before he hit Sunset. But looking again at this scene, I think he was actually just idling. Yeah, he he just arrived. Which, that describes his his role in these specials from now on. Just idling. Uh, Except for that one musical. You know, I, truth be told, I haven't carved out the time to actually watch that. Oh, man. I, I'll just say this because uh, the musical was leaked earlier on. So we got to see that way in advance because Hasbro wanted to publish that music video on International Women's Day. And, oh, man, <laughs> let's just say that personally for me, it was cringy. Uh, well, we can ta- we can tackle that another time. It's unfortunate Flash, this could have been a time to shine as he was one who believed Sunset, even if he couldn't remember, because he knows when she's lying. 
that would be something that would further his character it would further perhaps their own relationship uh i don't hate flash i just find him criminally underutilized and if anything he needs to have a character of his own before he starts really pursuing romantic interest with any other character otherwise he's it's just on looks yeah true that because vinnie here he he's a one-note character where he's just a pretty boy and in all honesty there's nothing more to go beyond that like he's technically perfect so no flaws and that makes him boring but also no goals no motivations beyond i want to date this pretty girl wow Mm. defining yourself by your relationships now that actually leads us into uh wallflower and her admittance that when she she didn't just wipe away memories of sunset she also wiped away memories of herself whenever she did something embarrassing or uh just failed at a social interaction just bloop, gone but as a result no one remembers her and i always think back of a, a star trek episode called tapestry where picard tries to undo a mistake in his own past and it unravels his life and i think it says something that we are we are both the good and the bad that happens to us and just because something bad happens doesn't mean you can't learn from it if we ha- I have often joke I wish life had an, a command Z undo uh, shortcut. But without that, we are, we never learn. If you could just undo your mistakes, then you never learn from them. True, true. And I've always lived by this mantra where losing is learning. If you keep winning, you get stagnant and you don't improve. If you lose, you learn from your loss and you improve in the future. There's also the argument that if you win all the time, you're never really testing yourself. It depends on how you win, because if you push yourself to the limit and you win, that means you're improving yourself. But uh, how do I put this? A good analogy is look at Dragon Ball Goku. He keeps winning because when he gets kicked, he always pushes to the extreme. Extreme! Well, anywho. Though, again, they, Goku also wins all the time because he's got, like, 50 plot devices in his favor. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like what? Uh, color, uh, flavor of color. Uh, he goes blonde. Oh, blonde's not good enough. He goes redhead. Oh, redhead's not good enough. He goes blue. Oh, blue's not good enough. He goes white. I beg your pardon. It is silver. Silver? Really? Silver. The, mo- the most powerful color. Yes. Uh... Gold's just a poser. <laughs> Well, let's also not forget the hair extensions. Uh, now, does he? Oh, oh yeah. Um, that's but this Su- one tree. Super Saiyan 3, yeah. which is, which they seem to have abandoned. Yeah. Yeah, sadly. I actually like that form, too. Not really. Uh, not really. I, I don't like it that much. But if you want to say about hair extensions, talk about 4. <laughs> 4? Yeah, Super Saiyan 4. Ah, oh, oh there, there you go. <laughs> but... Actually, speaking of super forms, when the Equestria girls transform, I do love how the memory-deprived Sunset looks down and is like, the frig is going on here? <laughs> yeah, like, this is new. And there, there is that whole magical girl transformation scene, and I fully expected Twilight to end with, in the name of friendship, we will punish you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's fun to see. 
Although I gotta wonder with with Trixie, she legitimately teleported somehow. Mm-hmm. Don't know how, but she did. And she doesn't know how she did. She just threw a smoke bomb and hoped something good would happen. Uh, that actually is a bit like a role-playing game I've been a part of. But uh, does she just throw smoke bombs at her feet and see what happens? That could wind up very awkward. Like the smoke clears and she's in Celestia's uh, office. Oh, good. You're just in time for detention. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. But I, I don't know. I mean... Trixie, well, in this world, Trixie is a normal human who does magic tricks. So for her to teleport, that's something else. She might indeed be the only magical person in this world. Magical non-pony, to be exact. But she is perpetually overshadowed by the magician, by the magicians from another world. But anywho, uh, what about Wallflower at the end? Well, like I say, it's it's the tapestry. Oh, if you just try to wipe away what didn't work out instead of learning from it, nothing's going to change. And she is likable. I mean, I agree that uh, any introvert or anyone who's struggled in a public setting will identify with her desire and maybe her anger. And yet we see what we see that because that's all she focused on, she never moved forward. True. But I always wondered, like, why is she always angry or why is she jealous about Sunset? Because I think Sunset never even bullied her when she was mean. So why all the rage? I think Sunset likely did, just by law of averages. But, but okay, let's assume for a moment that, by, by, that Wallflower was too unnoticeable for even Sunset to bully. Here's someone who was utterly horrible and yet somehow has worked her way back into everyone's good graces while wallflower does her best and still uh and is still rejected yes life is not fair but it's but you can at least say you could say you can note the unfairness that's a big part of it yeah but at the same time too you you we get sense uh this is on the fact that we see the journey of Sunset instead of Wallflower, but I digress. So, but anywho, uh, Sunset here, we, we see her journey from being the mean girl and becoming a demon and getting the smackdown from Princess Twilight and her friends. And then when Battle of the Band happens, uh, she tries to be friendly, but nobody trusts her because she's a big meanie. And then in the end, she proves to everyone that she is a good girl. And then, if we want to hop into the comic universe, there's the uh, Miss Anon uh, debacle where everybody mistrusts her again. And then, like she has to, she had to work for her improvement. She has to prove to everyone that she has changed. Like we got no idea what Wallflower tried to did. So, to me, it feels unfair to compare the, them both. Well, she's doing that to herself, though. Wallflower is running that comparison in her own mind. So this is this is where anger and can be anger can be a motivator to change, but it can also be a prison that leads to stagnation. It's how you apply it. And unfortunately, Wallflower just sat and stewed about the whole situation until she was given the means to 
hurt someone, which doesn't advance her at all, she's still ignored. So I don't know if she can even call that a victory. Hmm. True, true. Yeah, I mean, Wallflower here technically didn't really, technically didn't do much to advance herself that we know of. Oh, well, at least we get to see them shippings. Na 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 shipping. Na 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 shipping. In this universe, we get to see a probable ship between Sunset and Trixie, Sunset and Wallflower. So, I like this universe. There's a lot of ships going on. Yay. Except for Flash. Sunset and Flash will never happen. <laughs> oh, oh, so mean. If he can learn to value himself as an individual first and stop trying to be his, Sunset's toady, maybe. Also, I do notice that the, as they're hanging out at the portal entrance, the statue is still gone. They still haven't replaced it. Silver, the budget to replace it is expensive. They could build that dang motor runway. They can rebuild a statue. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, does have a good point. <laughs> anyway, let me wrap this up. So, if not, there is a gross misallocation of school funds. But anyway, uh, I, I, I'm going to wrap it up. So, Sunset, uh, Sunset writes to Princess Twilight, telling her about all that happened, and we get to see an epilogue where the yearbook arrives and gets to get to see things like, hey, um, Sunset managed to put Trixie's poster into the yearbook, and they two bond, and we get to see, um, what you gonna call this? Sunset goes to Wallflower, giving her a yearbook and showing her that, hey, um, you're our friend. This, this is awesome. Yes? No? Yes. And like you mentioned before, Silver, um, Suns Sunset and her friends are hanging out in the portal. And yeah, that's about it. So <laughs> they just hang out. And before we end, we get to see Rainbow Dash's fear about them being next to bulk bicep for having the most biggest muscle and when they close it feels like they're kissing him i need an adult i am an adult but actually it's even better see twilight is reaching her hand up in that photo <laughs> so she's wanting to stroke the muscles oh god i need an adult i am an adult and with that episode ends Oh. But not the nightmares. <laughs> oh god! So anywho, um, yeah, uh, silver final thoughts and yeah, final thoughts. Well, Bubasaur's uh, special attack does sound rather bizarre, but oh, I, but I imagine it's very high in calcium. <laughs> and you know, copping a feel off both biceps's uh, chest may not be the worst thing ever. I wouldn't I wouldn't try it myself, but if that's what Twilight wants to do or imply, that's fine. Yeah, this is a this discussion has been pretty messed up, hasn't it? Yes, indeed. It has. Indeed. I find that this how do I put this? Unfortunately, in terms of fandom reaction, drawing the main six, uh, the humane seven in swimsuits has been the big creative takeaway. Wallflower, honestly, I feel like she's been neglected, which is somewhat tragic given her role in the story. I see. A lot of, uh, I see a part of myself in her, in her introversion, in her frustration at times. I I see it in the, in maybe a desire to push back against people who you feel don't deserve 
whatever they're enjoying. It's a very human thing. I'd argue that Wallflower is actually the second best antagonist in this series after the Sirens. Not because she is evil, but because she's very understandable. The Sirens were evil and entertaining as they did it. Wallflower is very human. And yet she doesn't really get a chance to stand out or much follow-up besides a dance scene where she is apparently bought into the Hot Topic uh, fashion of Canterlot High, which, funny enough, really makes her more of a background character than when she was unique. And now, now I'm curious about how Wallflower looks with her new uh, outfit. <laughs> Let me see if I can go through and find the song. All right. It's, it's part of the... Uh, Phase of Sunset's backstage pass. Ah, but uh, but anything more to add, Silver? No, I think that'll do it for the time being. All right, and Tara, what about you? Well, I, I really like this story. I mean, I like how Wallflower is basic. I mean, I would say she's a huge villain because she's not like from Equestria. You know, she's not being dumped from the another world into here. She's basically another a normal person. She happened to stumble across a, just a small little artifact. I know that in the, um, the last one, Legends of Everfree, it was, yeah, it was a huge artifact that basically changed, um, oh, I forget her name. Wallflower? <laughs> but basically, no, 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 the, um, in Legends of Everfree, the, the girl that's in charge of the camp. Uh, Gloria Daisy. Gloriosa Daisy. Yeah, the, yeah, Gloriosa, that's it. Uh, she yeah she's a normal person but the magic changes her here wallflower finds something that's from equestria but it doesn't change her and she started off with like she said she started off using small things like making mistakes stuff like that and then as she, as she got more comfortable with it she started erasing bigger memories and that's what i like it's like yeah okay it's not a big villain but it's just a person that's trying to fix her mistakes and then she got so used to it that now it's like you know she doesn't really notice it I also like too how, like I I just like this. I like this short. I like how I like some of the comedy, and it has a good lesson because again, like I said earlier, how I kind of relate to Wallflower. How I used to be so shy too at first, and later I got out of my comfort zone. And that's another thing too I like about Wallflower. A lot of people can relate to her, and I'm pretty sure too a lot of people are very happy in the special with Sunset going back into question and talking with Celestia again. And yeah, and that is a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. Although. Now that you say it, uh, maybe there should be a PSA special at the end. Remember, kids, equestrian magic, not even once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But anywho, uh, as for me, this special was a lot of fun to watch. But I don't know. This was for um, unmemorable. <laughs> uh, I want to say forgettable, but... Eh. Yes, if if it was bad, then I'd say yeah, it's pretty forgettable. Yeah, it had its moments. Like this was, this was okay. It had its moments, like especially, uh, Celestia and Sunset's reunion. That was a lot of fun, and then we get to see, uh, Trixie and Sunset teaming up. That that was a lot of fun too, but I mean, there's a lot of missed opportunities in this one, especially with the main six trying to regain their memory. I, I guess that looking at the main six and them not doing anything to move the plot kind of frustrates me because they're just 
there in the background. They're not doing anything. Like, they're not doing anything significant. Yet, there are... Sorry. Yet, they are the main plot or the main drive for our hero to get to. And in this one, it just feels like, yeah, Sunset just needs to get the memory back. How? By destroying a rock. Oh, yay. Uh, as for Wallflower, she's a pretty interesting character. For me, I am quote-unquote uh, introvert, so I can relate. But at the same time, too, her plan to slowly remove embarrassing moments of herself does ring true. I can relate. But at the same time, too, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they could have done more, yet... I I don't know. Like with Gloria Sadezi, the equation magic kind of took her over, and also Juniper. Juniper, what was her name? Silver, Juniper Bug. Uh, Juniper Montage. Yeah, Juniper Montage. Uh, that too consume her, and this one seems like she is cool. I won't say victim. Like she's just vanilla. Nothing much happened. Like. She just used stone to make people forget about her, which is kind of bland. Oh well. Still, uh, interesting character. Uh, move special was okay, but a lot of fun. I would highly recommend people go watch it because it's entertaining. But with that, I, I say go watch it. Anyway, Silver, what are we going to do next week? Well, before we get into that, I do want to point out that I posted a picture of uh, of Wallflower's new look, as seen in the outdoor concert series. Ah, yes, that one. So she's definitely bought into the branding. But but yep. but, but Silva, <laughs> I have to point out or just highlight something because uh, on the wiki page for uh, Wallflower, we saw her going into the concert normally in her normal clothes this one is just her well parting it up because you, she sorry her friends got her to to dress up for the occasion yeah don't but you it's remember? just the start hot topic fashion not even once but don't you remember fluttershy yes the crusher yeah so how do you know this is, but this is this may be her new look as well we now know her cutie mark so to speak i don't think so because we think of that as a terrible pickup line hey there what's your cutie mark <laughs> you want to see mine oh god no oh right why are you throwing that drink in my face oh god the alcohol burns <laughs> oh. oh boy well, anywho silver next week what do well we're going to go into something spooky in the middle of the, well at the start of the summer okay we're not exactly timing this Quite right. We're going to be talking about My Little Pony French Miss Magic number 71, starring the student six. Yay. We, we haven't touched the My Little Pony comics in a while, so this is a really great comeback. But I do have to say that the issue does clash with the timing. But if we have to wait until October, we will be reviewing the pony comics for a while now. <laughs> no, no, you see... You see, by October, the by the coronavirus will have mutated and we might have the social distance zombie apocalypse. They actually lurch away from you trying to keep uh, trying to keep social distance. Oh, no. Arr! 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, righty then. And when they call for brains, it's because you're doing something so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, no. It's too stupid even to repeat here because I don't want to. I don't want this podcast to be outdated by memes. Like, ah, oh, no, man, no. Norman, with all that I've referenced, I think I've dated this pretty well already. <laughs> well, undated me, yeah, but you. <laughs> I'm just see. I'm all. I've already dated because I'm old. No, because I'm just thinking, uh, the news like. Uh, one person said, "Oh, why don't we, uh, inject ourselves with, uh, cleaning solution?" Mm-hmm. Sweetie, but please help me with this one. That's not a word. You don't do that. <sighs> Sorry, just had to let that one out. But anywho, um, am I missing anything, Silver? Your happiness. <laughs> I think my sanity. Well, that's overrated. I chucked that years ago. <laughs> But anywho, um, well, uh, let's move on. If you guys have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can contact us at nbshowgmail.com. You can also reach us on the Twitter. The show's Twitter account is Show, and my personal Twitter account is at Norman Sanzo. Silver, where can the good people find you? Oh, you can find me lots of places. You can find me on DeviantArt and Twitter under MLP Silver Quill. You can find me posting editorials and eventually comic reviews on Equestria Daily. We will get back there. I'm confident. Yay. We still have the Ponies in Disguise comic coming along and manga number three. We can only hope. You can find me on DeviantArt. Well, I already said DeviantArt. You can find me on YouTube. I uh, just do a search for Silver Quill after the fact. I've taken to streaming to on uh, Patreon Pledge Fulfillments every Friday with guests and uh i am working on my next after the fact video also you, you can support me on both patreon or Kofi. just search again for mlp silver quill yay much funds and well do go check it out <laughs> guys go check it out because uh besides the uh equestria daily post that he does it's a lot of fun uh, the live stream that he does on the YouTube is also fun. You you get to see him talk to guests about a lot of stuff, especially, uh, well, last I joined in was Silver talking about Godzilla with Matt Munchkin. Yay! Godzilla! Godzilla! Who? Godzilla! <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe in the future, I might have a spot talking about something with Silver and boring the audience. Oh, no. That's bad. Maybe people don't want to put me in. <laughs> uh, but anywho, Tara, where can the good people find you? Well, the good people can find me on Facebook, DeviantArt, Twitter, or YouTube under the name Tortero1324. Or they can just do a Google search and I'll be on all platforms, including my Patreon page and my Kofi page. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Go check him out too, guys. Yes, yeah, sorry. But why Tortero when you're a Bulbasaur? <laughs> I'm not a Bulbasaur. Oh, you're a Bulbasaur then. <laughs> Well, funny story, actually, I, my username used to be Bulbasaur. Ah. <laughs> so you're a Bulbasaur. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, also please subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, and don't forget to press the bell icon to stay up to date. And Stitcher Radio and also like our Facebook page. You can also contact us on, sorry, you can also catch us on from live.com. Links are in the show notes. 
If you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash the MBS show. With every support, you get a week's early access to review and discussion podcast, exclusive and deleted content, and a huge thank you from me. Talking about thank yous, I would like to thank Lucky Knight, Amy, Jeffrey, Tristan, and also myself. Like, thank you so much, guys. You are great. So anyway, I have been Norman Sanzo. I am Cecil Quill. And I am Tortera. Bulbasaur. <laughs> and we'll guys catch you next week with another fun episode of the Yes Show. See ya. Bulbasaur. Oh my god, why? So where's that forgetting stone kind of needed right now, right? Wait, what stone? Wait a minute, did we even record the episode yet? Don't worry, I won't let Torterra forget this. <laughs> booba booba. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez.